I feel compelled to speak up about something I see taking place in our public discourse. And as always, whenever I choose to throw my opinion out there, I never intend to provoke any unnecessary drama. I always just want to help us see eye to eye because I truly believe that we are at our most productive when we work together as people. And it specifically has to do with these conversations that are taking place about these scientific issues that are quite prevalent right now, such as climate change and COVID. Now, before I proceed any further, I would just like to personally and sincerely thank any of you who have worked on the front lines, dedicated your life to public health, or have conducted research. I sincerely appreciate it, and I think we all owe you a debt of gratitude for all the contributions that you've made to help improve and prolong our lives. Now, with that being said, I would just like to offer some constructive criticism if you'd be willing to listen. And I could be completely incorrect about this, but just hear me out. Trust the science, follow the science, science is back. We hear these phrases all the time as if they're being played on a broken record. The term science is often being put up on a pedestal in my opinion, and our leaders see it as something that we must aspire to achieve. Where I think it is more useful to see science as an ongoing process rather than a goal. Many of you in the scientific community or professionals will often encounter people who you believe to be gullible or misled by conspiracy theories or misinformation. We hear these buzzwords all the time. And when I observe these interactions on mainstream media or social media even, it just doesn't really seem like you're using the correct tactics to actually convince people who you believe are not using science as the basis for their views. When you present yourself as this sanctimonious figure, you come across as quite condescending, and I don't really think that it helps your cause. I just think it would be more effective if you would empathetically articulate your position to the skeptic instead of trying to belittle them and call them names, because I don't think that regardless of what conversation you're having, that gets us anywhere. But if we take a step back for a second, what do we consider to be scientifically accurate? Well, if it's based in evidence, right? And evidence comes from data and statistics, which comes from researchers. How do we know if the researchers are credible? Well, if they have credentials. And if most scientists agree, then we consider that to be truth. But my point is that everything comes back to individual human beings who are inherently biased. It's how we're programmed psychologically. And I often hear scientists who say, well, my views are based in nothing but science, and I've completely removed ideology. Now, with all due respect, I think that is incredibly difficult to do. I think it's always possible to cherry pick data and present it in such a way that confirms what you believe in. I think that there's a stigma now against indulging views that are unpopular, because if you do and you speak up about it, you'll be eviscerated by the mainstream scientific community and you'll be denounced as an uneducated conspiracy theorist. And I think that that stigma is really what is driving us apart and it is undermining scientific integrity. Earlier this year, I was recording more frequent episodes of my podcast and I remain incredibly grateful to all of the guests that I had on for being very generous with their time and you know just helping out someone like me who was trying to start a podcast from scratch. 
but one of the guests I had on, we were talking about climate change. And this is where sort of this all sparked from. I was reading off some statistics to him and playing devil's advocate, basically. And after the interview, which I, of course, omitted from the finished episode, he said, yeah, while you were reading those statistics, I kind of half listened to them because I never heard of the source before. I was completely baffled by that, that a scientist would actually say that. And it made me ponder for a moment, you know, what other statistics has he half listened to in his career? And I just don't understand how you can claim to be an objective scientist if your mind is not open enough to listen to every single study that is out there. We shouldn't be belittling asking simple questions. It is the very basis of science itself. You develop a hypothesis and you repeatedly test it and scrutinize it to the point where you can see how well it can withstand all of that scrutiny. And if it handles it well, then that may be an indication that you have achieved scientific truth. I think we've gotten to the point where the line is being blurred between conspiracy theories and scientific truth. Because of course, there are claims being made that are more scientifically accurate than others. And yes, conspiracy theories do indeed exist. But the line is being blurred to the point where if you ask basic questions, you are being lumped in with the microchip depopulation great reset conspiracy theorists. All I'm saying is that as scientists and anyone in general who holds an opinion, which is all of us, we need to leave the door open to the mere possibility that we could be incorrect or what we believe to be true now could be proven wrong in the future. That's all I'm saying. And it sounds simple, but I honestly don't believe that we are doing this. If you're going to be seeing the world as an us versus them type situation, you know, all of these scientific issues, they're really human issues. And I think that, you know, any reasonable person would prefer that we do what is best for all human beings. We need to conduct a risk benefit analysis, make sure that ethics are still in place, and then come to conclusions based on that and try to remove the politics from it. I think we enter a very slippery slope when we start labeling any remotely dissenting opinion as misinformation or a conspiracy theory, especially from a big tech perspective. Like, you know, if you mention the word climate change, there might be a banner below a YouTube video, you know, laying out all of the science and you, you're not allowed to dispute it. And if you do, or if you say, for example, have a slightly different perspective where you say, yes, climate change is a threat, but I think that we should use this set of steps to proceed and reduce emissions rather than banning X, Y, and Z. You know, you're not allowed to offer any alternative solutions. And I think that that closed-mindedness and that reluctance to expose yourself to new ideas is very unscientific, in my opinion. And I think we're all hypocrites. And, you know, those who are more liberal among us will tend to be more aligned with scientific evidence or they'll claim to be the party of science. With all due respect, I think that the left denies a lot of science for social reasons, you know, as and I don't want to mention anything specifically, but you can probably assume what I'm referring to. There are definitely instances where aspects of biology will be casually swept under the rug simply because it might discriminate or alienate a certain group of people. 
And the right is just as guilty of it. Religion and science tend to not be that compatible with each other, but yet the right will claim to be pro-science to, you know, justify being pro-life or whatever issue you want to take. So I think it is very difficult to be scientifically consistent and completely objective when it comes to these issues. That's all I'm saying. We need to remove politics and we just need to be open-minded and listen to people's concerns and not label everyone who you don't agree with as a conspiracy theorist, even though you may believe that to be true. And even after you, you know, express some sort of empathy towards them, you still believe that they're a conspiracy theorist, fine. But at least go through that process because I'm not even seeing that first step of trying to understand someone else take place. And I think at the end of the day, once you vote for someone, you become ideologically possessed. You're gonna constantly wanna prove yourself right. And you're gonna seek out information that you want to be true. And one of the best examples of desirability bias, which I talked about with my one psychology professor in the first episode of my podcast, is that take for example, you know, the vaccines. If you've taken a vaccine, those of us who have, then you're gonna to wanna to seek out information that's gonna prove that what you've done is safe. Because why else would you wanna seek out a study that says, you know, this is not going to end well? I think that is the ultimate confirmation bias. And like I said, that's how we're wired. So I think we just need to acknowledge that about ourselves, that, you know, we make decisions, we vote for people, and going forward, you know, we're gonna be more inclined to defend the people that we vote for and the positions that they stand for. Now, I'm not a scientist. I barely passed high school chemistry. I'm just a person who observes all of these interactions taking place and I wanted to speak up about it because I feel that it's not getting us anywhere. And I think these issues that we face, such as the pandemic and climate change are going to require all of us working together. And I think everyone would agree with that. And if you're going to, you know, cross your arms or plug your ears or, you know, flip the channel or flip the page whenever you see something that doesn't entirely correspond to what your views are, and you're going to denounce people who don't agree with you all the time, that's only fueling division. And I think for these human issues, we need to work together as human beings. So I appreciate you listening to me. I hope that you found this helpful. And as always, I could be wrong.